Did you see Cats? No. The Broadway musical is, it's these cats, they come out and they sing a song about themselves mm-hmm. because they're all trying to go to the heavy side layer, which is like heaven. So it's, it's these cats coming out and what happens is all these cats introduce themselves, begging to die. Because they want to go to heaven. Yeah, and then finally Jennifer Hudson cat comes out and sings like the only good song in the movie. And then she gets to die. And then the movie's over. But the musical's good. No, the music's terrible. No, the musical, the actual musical. No, the musical's terrible also. I saw it. So why the fuck did they... It's baffling. It's really baffling. Hello, I'm Calvin Kermins. And I'm Moises Camacho. And it's time to enter Sandman. Oh, you like that? You like, I like that? It. Yeah, I like okay. It. I like it. This is a show where every week, once a week, we watch a movie by Adam Sandler and we talk about it for an hour. Uh, this week, we're doing Bulletproof. Bulletproof? The Forgotten? The Forgotten Buddy Cop. Buddy, let's just say buddy cop road trip. Well, it's a buddy cop movie, and only one of them is a cop. Yes, starring Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is like the lead in this movie. Yeah, he is definitely the lead, and he's like more. He's he's playing a funny, serious guy. No, yeah, he's playing the straight man. Yeah, but like at the same time, every once in a while, he'd be like, "All right, I'll vibe. I'll vibe with Adam." It's so, yeah, we talked about how it's so strange to have Damon Wayans, who's kind of like, I'd say like a goofier comedian. Yeah, he is. And make him play like the most stuck up serious man. Yeah, he, and he's like vengeful. It's like, Mr. Wayans, you're going to be in this movie and we're not going to let you do anything that people like. (laughs) Have you ever seen this movie? Never. Have you ever heard of this movie? The poster looked familiar to me, but I honestly, I don't think I've ever heard of it. You explain your connection to the movie. Oh, yeah, right. Um, My connection to this movie is that in, I want to say 2011, 2010, uh, my family moved from Texas to Indiana. And we had my generation. I don't know about you, Moises, but like. I don't know. Generation. What is it? That's true. Uh, did your family have a car with a DVD player in it? We had a yeah. A couple of the cars had some. Because I feel like that's not a thing anymore. It's not. It's a shame. Because everyone has a fucking phone it's now. It's a shame. Like we need that. Bring it back. Bring the DVD. Back in car my back. day, you know. These, gonna... these fucking millennials. As they have older, when we're older, we're gonna go around saying you fucking. <laughs> we had DVD players in the car as kids. You guys have iPads. The, you you spoiled little fuck. The first time I watched Jurassic Park was on a 12 by 8 <laughs> screen with these shitty headphones that didn't block out. Mine this. didn't have headphones. We had speakers. Oh, yeah. You see, that's it. We had speakers. It was terrible. Too. We tried to use headphones because, you know, mom and dad in the yeah. front seat, they don't want to just listen to a fucking movie. <laughs> I had weird experiences with the DVD because, like, when we moved from 
I don't know which trip it was. I think it was either from uh, California to Indiana or Florida to California. You used to live in California? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, That's another story. Wait, and you also lived in Florida? Yeah. I was in Orlando, Florida, and then we moved to Long Beach, California, which is like, it's just call it L.A. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, we moved from Long Beach to Brownsburg. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, anyways. <laughs> and more you know. My uh, weird experience with DVDs is one of those trips, we had like, my dad got a deal. He got like four monitors. So we had one like on this oh. seat. Oh, yeah, yeah, seat, yeah. On this seat, on this seat. And mm-hmm. it was fucking great. Yeah. It was so cool. Because like, even my mom would be like, hey, I want to watch the movie. She'd just like reach behind her and just yeah, hold it out the screen. Oh, the original iPad. I love that. Okay, but yeah, fuck. And you better, yeah, yeah. And you know what? You better hope it wasn't a sunny day. Oh, you exactly. Oh my, and now you're like this. Yeah, our we had those for one car, but this other car, it was like a Nissan Armada, which, by the way, gets like three miles to the gallon. If you're, if you're interested, and it had one like built in. Oh, the like flip down. Yeah, flip down. Okay. That's a nice one. Yeah, and that's also the one that like is connected to the uh, radio uh-huh. so if you you know if the headphones run out of batteries your dad's gonna have to focus on driving while uh toy story 3 plays in his ear as loud as fucking possible he, he hears his kids crying in the back but he's also hearing all the all the toys dying <laughs> the he's toys, like as he, we all know he, there's one tear coming down <laughs> and he's just driving a single solitary deer rolls down my dad's cheek as he hears the opening music of up <laughs> no but because of the car dvd player and it's like a lot of trouble you know to like change yeah yeah, especially when it's built in you know it's like Like, dad we're done with the movie he's like watch it again it doesn't feel like like setting it up and you know like it's like in the console usually like where you put it in for you you know depending on the whatever and we would like a lot of movies i've seen like over and over again were because like it was the dvd that was in the car at the time and when you oh sometimes you have the flip book oh the flip book that, listen that's it the flip book is like it's death sentence for DVDs kids today's don't know like with Blu-rays they don't know about the Blu-rays you can throw like use as a frisbee at the fucking beach and then you can go home and still watch it it's fine DVDs DVDs you send are it, fucking terrible you send <laughs> there was like our Toy Story three DVD got so badly scratched that like to this day there's like ten minutes of that movie I don't remember that well. <laughs> it's just a chunk is like we oh I rewatched it recently and I'm like sucked. yeah I'm like oh I forgot about this but, like the bit where Woody like escapes to school like that was just that's like one of the best scenes. It's too badly scratched. Oh, it's like never it's saw also too where the scene it'd be stuck like it'd be so scratched uh-huh. that there's this one scene it's paused and you're like what's supposed to happen so you have to <laughs> skip it. Because if you don't skip it, it's going to stay there for 30 minutes. So, try and bring this back around. Uh, My family, just before we moved to Indiana, we knew we'd be driving. And it's like a 15, 16-hour drive, I want to say. Yeah. from uh, We were in West Texas to Central Indiana. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. So, you know, it was spread out over like a couple days. And before, like, uh, in Texas... I. For whatever reason, I, it's not te- garage sales are really big in Texas. I miss the garage sales. Yeah, I. It might just be a south southern thing. 
Because, like, Florida and California. Yeah, Florida had a lot of garage sales. It's just a southern thing. You Indiana know? has, like, yeah, Yankees. Every once in a while. Yankees, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Yanks. Yeah. We, like, so, like, the week leading up to the trip, we went to a bunch of garage sales. Oh. And my mom was like, just get movies, you know, DVDs for cheap that, like, you and your sister want to watch on the trip. And I was, like, I would have been 10, and I, my sister was around, like, 6 or 7 at this uh -huh. time, I think. And, you know, one of the movies we picked up was Bulletproof because, you know, Adam Sandler was on the cover. A and that, rated R comedy. We, <laughs> in hindsight, it's really weird that my mom let us pick this one out because, well, I saw Adam Sandler on the cover and I knew him like, oh, that's Happy Gilmore or the guy from Bedtime Stories. Okay. And... <laughs> you remember I can't Bedtime? wait to watch Bedtime oh, Stories. Oh, gosh. That's not until, like, September, oh, I think. Oh, my God. If... Uh, that's a good flick. It, I guess at this point, like, I was allowed to watch some R-rated. Like, uh, I was allowed to watch Terminator 2, you know? Okay. That was about as... Which is pretty hard on. Yeah. But I don't think my my sister was not at this point. Okay. You know, I guess my mom, like, got it knowing, like, oh, it's probably R just for, like, some crude humor, you know, yeah. that'll go over their heads. I don't think she knew there's a part where Adam Sandler shoots a guy in the fucking face and his eyeball, like, explodes. Oh yeah, there's. She forgot. That she didn't realize there's a part where there's porn playing in the background <laughs> yeah, of all that went over my head. Of as like a, kid. a five minute scene. Yeah, <laughs> and so, well, we, we so me and my sister watched it, uh, you know, on the way to Indiana, and we both loved it. And just because it was in the car, like when we were just like, the first few weeks that we were in Indiana, like we would just watch Bulletproof. Yeah. Like, on the way to school. Like, on the way to Walmart. Yeah, like, on the way to yeah. Walmart. Yeah, so I've probably seen this more than any other Adam Sandler movie just because of that. But the thing about this movie <laughs> being forgettable is, like, every time I watched this movie, it was with my sister. Oh. And a couple weeks ago, I knew what I was going to be talking about for the podcast. I asked her about it, and she had no memory of the movie. I showed her the poster, and she's like, eh, it kind of looks familiar. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> How old is she? Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> That's how I <laughs> What am. have you done to me? What You've damned me. She, she doesn't she is, listen to the podcast. No, no, she is... Um, I have to do some... She does, Well, here's... I don't feel bad, because she doesn't know how old I am or when my birthday is. <laughs> but uh, she's... She's 15 now. Oh, Holy fuck, God. she's getting old. You need to rewatch oh this movie with her. Yeah, I to, should. To read on her in, a, in a car trip. On <laughs> a car trip. Okay, so bulletproof. Bulletproof. Uh, what's it about? <laughs> okay, first off, before we talk about it, I want to say, just give me your opinion of a movie. What do okay. you think about it, rewatching it? Uh, well, when I first saw it as an 11-year-old, I loved it. Uh -huh. Because this was the first... Uh, actually, <laughs> okay, uh, the, we should, I should retract. The first like R-rated movie my parents ever showed me was Bad Boys 2. Which that's is, a good one to show. That's an extreme... It's such a hard R, though. But that's like... I think I told you, that's like my mom's favorite movie. Yeah, you told bad, me. Which is so strange if you've ever met my mom. Bad Boys 2. Thanks for listening, Mom. Love you. Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> no, actually, her favorite movie is... It was Bad Boys 2, uh -huh. but it's now Bad Boys for Life. She liked the third I Bad Boys. She liked I bad, to see this. She really liked Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> I wasn't a Bad Boys fan as a kid. It's a good buddy cop for... Yeah. Bad Boys 2 is... That's another movie for another day. But, no, I loved Bulletproof when I first saw it. Yeah. And I remember... 
I will, I kind of ironically thinking like, I wish they made a bulletproof too. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, um, uh, watching it again, I was surprised by like, I told you, like, especially during like the climax, it like, it felt like I had just watched a movie yesterday. Like it, I remembered it. So like, you know, it was like deja vu. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's how it is when you watch movies that you loved as a kid. Like yeah, it, it didn't quite exactly. hold up as well for me yeah. this time around. I think we all do that when watching like Toy Story. Like everyone remembers that mm-hmm. plot. I take that back. You don't know Toy Story? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Toy Story isn't as good as it is. No, no, no. Oh no, no, no yeah, it's the same I'm thing. I'm saying yeah. like, oh yeah. If you literally anyone around our age will know Toy Story if they're watching oh, it absolutely. again. Yeah, like, they'll yeah. feel that again. Yeah. But let's talk about a bad movie, Bulletproof. You think it's bad? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I like it. It's really entertaining. Like, there are some parts where you're like, why is this even in here? And me and you agreed when we were watching it that I think the acting isn't bad. It's just not the best script. And yeah, the script isn't helping. Yeah. I, I, I kept joking to you that it felt like it was like the first draft. Yeah, exactly. And in the margins of the script after every scene was like, note to self, must fix dialogue later. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's constantly like, in the opening, should we, okay, should we talk about like what the movie's about? Yeah, well, we can also get some context. It's, yeah. this oh, is yeah. a 1996 movie. 1996. So this is, same year as Happy Gilmore, right? Yes. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> This it's gonna be hard to do context for this because I did a lot of searching and it's really hard to find behind the scenes stuff about this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the only context we need to say is Adam Sandler was same year as Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. so he's like starting, like his stardom is starting to get up there. Yeah, I'd say I don't. I think it's the next movie that really makes him a star, but you know, we'll talk about yeah, that yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about that. And then Damon Wayans is like a pretty big star. Oh, yeah. Damon Wayans was... Him and the Wayans brothers, I believe, uh, were on a show called In Living Color. Oh, okay, yeah. It ran from 90 to 94, I believe. And it was... Um, uh, according to the Wikipedia, the in, you know, in Living Color refers to, like, in the 60s, you know, they would say, like, this is an In Living Color. Yeah. It's also a reference that, unlike uh, SNL, this was a skit show that had... More than a couple yeah. of people of color. <laughs> but, in, no, In Living Color is, like, uh, where a surprising amount of people, like, got their start. Like, you have Damon Wayans, um, Jamie Foxx was on it, and most famously, it's where Jim Carrey yeah. got his start. Because he's, like, if you search up In Living, Co- in Living Color, Jim Carrey's face is, like, right there. Yeah. It was... <laughs> what I noticed was kind of funny about, like, watching how they use Jim Carrey on the show. It's a lot like how SNL uses Keenan Thompson. Oh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> in Living Color, whenever they have they need a white guy, they use yeah, Jim, they Carrey. Jim Carrey. And whenever SNL needs a black guy, they use Keenan Thompson. So Jim Carrey was the token white guy of In Living Color. And then when SNL needs a white guy, they're like, all right, everybody come out here. <laughs> SNL, when they're like, we need someone to play Pete Buttigieg, like 10 hands shot up. They had this, like, this... Uh, season they had to cast an Asian person to play Andrew Yang. <laughs> oh, they were forced. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. They said, "Fuck, Andrew Yang's in the race." 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess there really isn't anything on the production. Only about afterwards. Which yeah. <laughs> which we'll talk. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so Damon Wayans is also a pretty big comedian of the '90s. Uh, he also has well, we know him from I want to say early 2000 sitcom My Wife and Kids. Yes, and I love that as a another kid. aspect of our Nick and Knight. Nick and Knight. Do you remember oh Nick my and Knight? God, Nick and Knight. N I T E. Yeah, NIT. Right when I was like 11 or 12 is when I started watching Nick at Night, and I got really into like the George Lopez show. Dude, Nick at Night is still on. Yeah? Well, yeah. They show Friends, Full House. Oh, yeah, Full House. George Lopez. They Oh, they still show George Lopez. They Lo- show Two and a Half Men. They show Two and a Half But here's the grail. Yeah. yeah. They show Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah, that's how I was introduced to Fresh yeah. Prince. I don't think, I don't remember watching it and Fresh Prince was on there. TBS also played it a lot. Like, Nick and Knight in TVS introduced me yeah, to a and lot. And George Lopez. I remember, George Lopez. F- like, remember enjoying George Lopez. But, uh, no, like, there's a joke, though, that, like, when you, like, leave the TV on and you hear the George Lopez theme playing, that means you need to go to sleep. Yes. it's, like, yeah. fucking one in the morning. You're right. Yeah, I remember, as a kid, waking up and looking at the TV and George Lopez was on. I was like, damn, it's late. So... Bulletproof. Ooh. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we're, really, we're talking about Bulletproof. It, for a movie that's just kind of okay, it really seems like we don't want to talk about it, but what's uh, Bulletproof well, about? Can hard, we finally okay, talk? Okay, yeah, Bulletproof is a... Uh, it's hard to explain. Well, yeah, it is. I, you're actually right here because I was thinking about how like the premise of the movie takes a while. To, it takes a while to get to like... Okay, because, yeah. in the first 10 minutes, we s- were introduced to these this duo of car thieves and Rock they're and making Archie. money. Rock and Archie. Yeah. Uh, Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler. Yeah, exactly. And um, I guess the whole point is, you know, these guys are criminals. Adam Sandler, I'm not going to say their names. Me Adam either. Sandler okay, good. I'm good. is like, yo, I'm good at this. This is the only thing I'm good at mm-hmm. is being a criminal. Mm-hmm. And so they go to a diner to celebrate another good car theft. Yeah. And um, Damon Wayans notices, yo, Adam, you got a fat stack and I don't. What the hell is up? And Adam's like, well, there's this drug dealer and blah, blah, blah. I'm making money off this drug dealer on the side. I'll introduce you to him. Uh, bam, next thing you know, Damon Wayans is like, all right, let's go. Let's leave. Damon Wayans leaves. Turns out, Damon Wayans is an undercover cop. No, it's like, a, it feels like a first draft. Is in that early scene to really hammer home, like, how much this betrayal is going to hurt Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler keeps saying, like, you're my only friend in this I world. I take a bullet I for you. I take a bullet for you. I trust you more than anything. You would never betray me. Yeah, he says it so many times the whole... <laughs> yeah. But, like, the weird thing is, from Adam Sandler, I kind of like it. Like, You do? Like, I, I keep hearing him saying this, okay, we get it, we get it. Mm. But Adam Sandler, his delivery is always good. I like Adam Sandler. You like Adam? Yeah, okay. I like <laughs> well, Adam Sandler in this movie. Well, here's a hot take. I like Adam Sandler, too, and that's why we're doing a <laughs> podcast on him. Listen... <laughs> Damon Wayans is supposed to be the guy you like a lot. I mean, he's the leading role. Well, I, I remember even as a kid, I liked Adam Sandler Fucking more. Fucking hell, it's so hard to talk about this movie. Okay, so like, uh, like 15, 20 minutes in, uh, Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans, like, Damon Wayans is still undercover. Yeah. They go to like, they're trying to bust this big like car dealer, drug, drug lord. Yeah, drug lord. That's, is it drug that, lord? That's right, drug lord. Drug lord. I, yeah, okay. He's I kinda, Scarface. I kind of zoned out when they were talking about like what he did. Like he's but, Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. 
and it's revealed that Damon Wayans is wearing a wire. This big shootout happens. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, I want to cover one of, one of my favorite bits in this part. Okay. He, uh, when they're in the, the drug compound, um, Adam Sandler introduces Damon Wayans to other criminals, and there's, there's a Hispanic guy, there's a black guy, and there's an Asian man. It's really diverse. And I was just like, it's a really <laughs> good job. Diversity in it the was criminal so enterprise. Funny. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. And they're also, we point out, they're carrying like really weird guns. Yeah, they're usually in these movies they have like uh, like a handgun or a like shotgun. Uzi, but these guys like they have like of like a light machine gun. Yeah, like Tom Clancy was like, we're giving these guys crazy guns. Tom Clancy had a fucking stiffy during yeah, the scenes of this movie. They, when he was writing, when they were writing the script, they're like, "What type of guns do we have?" And Tom Clancy's like, "Come on, there's an Uzi with a sniper scope on it." Yeah, there's like <laughs> guns. The guns have lasers. It's insane. There's like the tactical shotguns that you only see on Call of Duty. Yeah, it was so weird. And in the midst of the shootout, uh, this really convenient accident happens where Adam Sandler like. A piece of machinery like swings around, uh, bunks Adam Sandler in the head, causing him to shoot Damon Wayans in the forehead. Yeah. And Damon Wayans uh, survives, goes through physical rehab. Oh, wait, wait. It's also uh, important to say that the car salesman, the drug lord, mm-hmm. he um, he did not trust Damon Wayans. He was no, like, yeah, I so. feel like this guy's a cop. He has to be a cop. And Adam was like, No! I'd take a bullet for this guy. Yeah, this old, I trust him. Yeah. There is no way he's yeah, a cop. Exactly. What are your references? Me. It's yeah, it's yeah. so fucking dumb. But like, in, yeah, the drug. Oh, that's so like a huge. When point. the deal goes wrong, you know, uh, Adam Sandler ends up on this drug dealer's yeah, shit list, exactly, so he goes exactly, on the run too. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and we're like twenty minutes in, and we're not at like the central like premise of the movie yet. Which I mean, I guess like. If it's like, oh, this cop and criminal, undercover cop and criminal are working together. Yeah, like, it, we still haven't gone there yet. Yeah, and it's, it feels like way longer than 20 minutes. Like, uh, this 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 first part dragged on. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I think the movie really picks up yeah. later. But, uh, so Damon Wayans gets shot in the head, mm-hmm. and he survives. I meant to look up if that is, like, a thing that happens. I think it's... It's reasonable. Like, I guess a bullet malfunctions and doesn't really, like, penetrate the skull. It was a rubber bullet. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, Damon Wayans goes from being shot in the head and crippled to, like, fully functioning cop within, like, a minute and a half. It's, like, this weird montage. Of erotic music. There's, like, this erotic, like, R&B music yeah. playing. Like... And he falls in love with his physical therapy nurse. I don't even remember. What's her name? Tracy? It's Tracy, isn't it? Yes. Let's call her Tracy. Tracy. Let's not look it up. Let's not. Oh, like, you know, Tracy helps this cop who got shot in the head learn to walk while fucking How Does It Feel by D'Angelo is playing or whatever. (laughs) It's it's like 90s. It's very 90s. Yeah. And there's like this hazy lighting. He, He comes back on the job and they find, and Adam Sandler's character gets arrested mm-hmm. and he offers like hey I know all this information about the drug dealer he gets arrested in like Texas yeah he, in like Arizona he's on his way to Mexico because yeah. he feels bad about shooting Damon yeah. Wayans in the head and oh yeah and he makes a deal with the people who arrest him like I'll give you everything you know I know about this big 
Scarface fucker. Mm-hmm. If like you give me like it's like a reduced sentence or let me go. He's, he, no he, Adam Sandler's making a deal. He's gonna testify, but he's in like Arizona and he has to get to L.A. Yes. So Damon Wayans, is you like, know, I need to arrest him. Yeah, I need to be the one to do it. Yeah, because he's you know he's mad about being shot in the yeah. head. And then like so as they're get about to get on the plane, like the cartel members like ambush them. Now they're cartel members. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't. No, you're right. I don't. Like, I guess it's a cartel. They're a little vague about what the criminal. I think car salesman. He's selling cars. He's not even selling drugs. Well, he's you. You can't be a criminal selling cars. Well, you can, I guess, but he's got. I mean, he's got some sort of. He's cowboy. Yeah, he's a cowboy. Uh, Cartel, whatever. Cartel, sure. Scarface, whatever. Tony Montana's in the movie. Um, so cartel members ambush the plane they're about to get on to go to L.A. Uh, everybody but Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler dot get shot, and like you know the plane crash lands because Adam Sandler has over a hundred hours. Yeah, I get Adam Sandler's like a pilot in yeah. training. It's never brought up before or after this, and so now they're stranded in the middle of the desert, and they've got to get to L.A. so that he can testify, and before any of the criminals can like kill him and stop him yes. from testifying. This is like 45, 50 minutes in, right? I want to say. Uh-huh. Or this is like 30, 40 minutes in. And we're finally at like what the premise of the movie is. <laughs> yeah. we. That's how long it, it takes. Yeah, and going into this movie, I had no clue what it was about. So I'm thinking it's a buddy cop movie. Then we get to this part. I'm like, oh, it's a buddy cop road trip movie. Yeah. But the road trip has like one stop. Yeah. It's like an... It's like it's, in real life, that would take two hours. And yeah. It's from Arizona to L.A., I told you, like, the the easiest fix to make this a road trip movie is you have it have Adam Sandler's character fr- flees to uh, Canada or whatever. And so, like, they have to go from, like, New York or Washington to L.A. Instead, it's, like, a state over, you know? Like, they they have one stop on this road trip. Yeah. They, have, they do have one fucking stop. It's, I didn't realize that either. There's, like, a good five minutes of them wandering through the desert, but... What, oh, that's a good bit. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that bit vividly. Me and my sister watched that one a lot. Like we the whole wound. peeing bit. You were quoting the movie. Weren't yeah, you? I, I, I w- That was the only part I was like going along. You're like man, you ha- you shed a tear. You're like, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> Thinking about the innocence of childhood. Damn. And then they get to a cabin, like, like a hotel. A, yeah, like a motel. And it's like sketchy. Like, eh. Is Charlie Chuck? The name of the guy? It's Charlie, Charlie. Who owns that motel. Yeah. Who I told you, like, this movie would be 80% better if Charlie was played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yes. Like, I, I can't... I felt like watching it. I'm like, I feel like they wanted the Hoffman for this. They wanted the Hoffman. Couldn't get him. The doubt him. He was like, oh, I got something else going on. <laughs> In a month, call me again, and I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> In, like, uh, 2001, get Paul Thomas Anderson. I'll do him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But oh, who's like, the other guy we said would be good for him? Bob Odenkirk. Bob you, you Odenkirk. said Bob Odenkirk. Would have been great. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. We're just giving these A-list names for this. Well, I don't think Odenkirk was A-list at this point. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh, oh! This is a side tangent about Bob Odenkirk. Is there like in t- all of 2019 cinema 
is there a moment that's like more of an endorphin boost than Bob Odenkirk and Little Women going? There isn't. Going, oh, look at you, my little women, and giving all his kids a hug. Is there a better moment? Dude, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this isn't a sad movie anymore. Because I, I saw... Literally. I saw Little Women before you, and I told you, there's going to be a part that'll make you cry. And it was Bob Odenkirk's cannon. I saw... Oh, my <laughs> I saw with the packed crowd, with my sister and my cousin, who were right next to me, and I saw Bob Odenkirk, and I was like, yes! What was the audience reaction to Odenkirk? I think... I don't... Honestly, I didn't... There was a couple of people who go, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because no one knew he was... I mean, I saw Bob Odenkirk, and I was like, Fuck yes. <laughs> and then I look over to, to my sister and my cousin. They have no reaction. Like, That's Saul Goodman, you yeah, ungrateful shit. You uncultured shits. swine. Oh, you fuckers. That's Saul, Mr. Saul Goodman. <laughs> and then, get more excited. I like started punching my sister. <laughs> Fucking get excited. <laughs> and then... Uh, so then they spend like... A good, like, ten minutes at this cabin, right? Yeah. And, like, and, uh, and, um, there's a really long back and forth between... Sandler and Charlie. And it's good. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It, it didn't age the best, but it's funny. It's Yeah, it's got... This movie has its moments. Yeah, yeah. I like this part. And uh, I think one of my... The part I loved as a kid, that for whatever reason, I didn't think... I just saw it. I think maybe a lot of, like, me not laughing at this movie is because I've seen it so many times, yeah. and, I, and I'm, like, remembering each joke before it happens. But him singing I Will Always Love You in the shower oh, yeah. is really good. Because I think this came out... I don't know. This came out like a few years after The Bodyguard. I was like, eh, it was funny, but not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, I will say, him singing I Will Always Love You is like, it's trying really hard to be funny. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly. going, he's really going for yeah, it. Like, Adam, calm And down. I respect calm it, down. but like, it's like he sings like a solid two minutes of this song. And then Damon Wayne's like, shut the fuck up. And then and you're like, his, yes. the way he says, you'll always be my bodyguard, Keith. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the best parts of the movie is like the motel, in my opinion. I really yeah. like this part. Yeah, I think there's some good, like... There's some good goofs. There's some, yeah, there's some solid chuckles. Yes, exactly. This is going to be really... It's going to be really hard... It's also really hard talking about this movie because the categories we've created, you know... Like, supporting MVP, uh, best goof, you know, like, there's, it's kind of hard, This it's because it's very different. Yeah, like we said, the reason why this movie, wor it works because it's like, uh, and it is an entertaining movie, mm -hmm. but it doesn't work because the script. It feels like, yeah, it's, uh, it feels like it's so close to being a, a really good movie, but yes. I think it's just like, okay. Yeah, they did. The, they had they had the other drafts, but they're like, no, we'll go with the first one. <laughs> I think it is also interesting, like looking at you know he had Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, which we both said like that's like him and his element. That's yeah. like his that's his happy place, you know. Yeah, it's his happy place. And then I think it's interesting the two movies he did immediately after that are so different. You know, it feels like he's like just trying to you know branch out. Yeah. Uh, context I think we skipped over is it uh, when Damon Wayans in 1994 I believe hosted SNL him and Adam Sandler you know hit it off yeah they, they hit it off and Sandler had the idea for them to do like an action movie yeah, together the black Jewish duo a tale as old as time <laughs> you see 
uh, Lethal Weapon actually subverted that by having a duo that was a black person and an anti-Semite. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is interesting that, like, you know, after Happy Gilmore, he's like, I want to, you know, I want to try something else. Because, yeah. like, this is still very comedic, but he's like, you know, he's ju- running around shooting people, yeah. like, diving behind cover, you know, like, kind of doing... He's like, you know, this is his attempt to, like, try out being, like, an action he's, star. He's trying to be Marky Mark. Mark Wall. <laughs> okay, what, uh, what? we're not talking about Marky Mark. <laughs> no. After this, we'll talk about next week, he does a rom-com, which, like, if you, you know, is, like, one of the last things you'd kind of expect him to do, I think. So I think it's, I think it is interesting that, like, this early in his career... He's, he's sassing the waters. He's zagging a bit, you know? Yeah. He's zagging on us. He, and did, he did the goofy kid comedy. He yeah. did the sport comedy. Mm-hmm. He did the buddy cop. The so buddy now cop. the only logical thing to do is the rom-com. The, all the sub-genres of comedy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see this. He's collecting all of, like, exactly. the, the Infinity comedies. Remake oh, man. Infinity War with Adam Sandler's Thanos. <laughs> what else should we talk about with this? We're, we're not even done with the oh. plot. Do we have to, okay? Uh, like what? What happens? Uh, well, he t- he turns in Adam Sandler, but mm-hmm. then the ju- drug lord calls him and says, "I got your girlfriend, and if you don't bring me Adam Sandler, I'm gonna kill her." And so Damon Wayans busts him out of jail, like going rogue, and they go to the mansion of the drug lord, and he's like, "It's actually, I think it's a really fun shootout." Oh yeah, I like it. I remember it being a lot longer as a kid. Like, I remember... Well, like, it was you know, long. What do you mean? It felt long for me. Well, you know, like, they, there's the pool stuff, then they go into the kitchen. And Which then, is sick. The kitchen's cool. And the pool stuff. The, I fucking love that, the whole... Yeah, okay, that's probably the, my, the best bit for that me. That was so good. It's like... <laughs> it's so... Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, in this movie, he does this thing where he's being followed by this guard who's, like, about to pull out a gun and shoot him. Where he like trips and does this dive to the ground and like pulls out his silenced pistol and shoots him in the fucking so eyeball. Cool. And he has a line and he's like, like, what does he say? He's like, ah, oh, gross, I got him right in the fucking eyeball. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That's like the peak of the movie to me. If the movie had kept that energy for the whole Roll thing. Roll credits. Which I guess from like what I've tried to find out about this movie, what I think happened and you can kind of feel it throughout, uh-huh. is it It was a much harder R rating. Oh. But then, what? I don't know if this like is true. Like, more don't quote me on. Don't quote me on this. Maybe blood, but also, like, content. And the studio kept, like, trying to get down to PG-13, PG-13. Yeah. And I think eventually they relented, and it ended up being, like, kind of a soft R. That's disappointing. Yeah, I would have... I want to see... <laughs> I want to see released Adam. Ernest Dickerson uh, directed this. Released the Dickerson cut. Release the, the Dickerson cut. But uh, the only bit of this, I believe you brought it up on the production tab of this movie's Wikipedia, is a director, Ernest Dickerson, saying, like, I wish I could wipe this movie from my life. I regret how it turned out. I hate it. Yeah. So I, I think that might be alluding to, like, there was some, like, production st- interference, issues. production yeah. issues, you know. But they wanted it to be a Spike movie, but they made they made it a barely Nickelodeon movie. They made it an Adult Swim movie. What is your thing on this show? Just going to be like assigning a TV channel to each movie? Yeah, because <laughs> you me- said Airheads was an MTV movie. Oh hell yeah! This is almost an MTV movie. 
This is I, a Spike a spi- movie. <laughs> you know, a Spike movie is a really good. Yeah, I could, I could see this playing on Spike. They wanted it to be Nickelodeon, but it, it became Spike. N- they wanted to be Nick and Knight. But it, oh, they wanted to be Nick and Knight. Exactly. It was an HBO movie. <laughs> this, but I would like to see, you know, like this, like as a harder R. Yeah. You know, like they made the sequel Netflix movie. Yeah, for whatever reason, because this wasn't that successful. No. Like, it's got an eight on Rotten Tomatoes. It which, made, like, $22 million. It, it made $22 million on a, a reported budget of $25 million. So it, it's Really? Yeah, it's in the red already. So it wasn't that successful. I guess there are some people who still, like, kind of, like me, you know, have a n- sort of nostalgic Yeah, I enjoyed fun. it. Yeah, like, kind of a nostalgia thing. I would have liked this thing in the theaters. I would have enjoyed it. This yes. isn't the worst Sandler movie we've seen no, so far. Nah, at all. After the high of Happy Gilmore, this felt like a bit of a brick wall. Yes, exactly. Oh, should we finish? The, okay, the movie ends... Um, the movie ends, Tracy's evil. Oh, yeah, his big, girlfriend betrays yeah. him. Adam Sandler shoots the drug lord in the head. He gets the final oh, kill. Oh, Adam Sandler literally takes a bullet for him. And he takes a bullet for him, yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't go through, and, you pussy. Yeah, Damon Wayans lets him go. Yeah, he's like, go. Yeah, and... And he goes to Mexico to become a bullfighter, yeah. which is a good bit in the movie. Yeah, it's a good bit. And, and Damon Wayans is there. Yeah, and they've retired to Mexico. Yeah, it's fun. That's it. The end. The World end. Credits. That's it. We should. Oh, we should talk about the villain in this movie, the drug lord, who I've, we've forgotten the name of. He's played by uh, legendary actor James Caan, mm-hmm. who did a lot he's of breezing through this fucking movie. Oh, he's breezing. Yeah, you could. He's he's good in it, but you can tell he's here for the paycheck. Yeah, exactly. But. Uh, he's kind of like he was in a lot of like gritty kind of seventies like New York crime movies. There's this movie called Thief that he is probably one of his like most iconic roles, uh-huh. which is like about a, a safe cracker in Chicago. I've been meaning to watch it because I keep seeing it referred to as like the quintessential Chicago movie. But Adam Sandler has talked about how James Caan was like one of his favorite actor as a child because it was like his father's favorite actor. And he has a story of when he first like moved out to L.A. or to start getting into acting uh, his grandma always told him, like, you could be the next James Cotton. Like, on the Paramount lot or whatever, he ran into James Cotton. He told this story on uh, Conan, uh-huh. I think, Conan's podcast. So <laughs> Conan has a podcast? It's actually good. It's really good. He interviews what people. He's a, he, uh, Conan, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Uh, it's a very good podcast, but listen to it after you listen to this one. No, Again. never listen to it. <laughs> and he, uh, like, he went up to James Caan and like was like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you." You know, you know, I'm such a big fan. And James Caan's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's nice to meet you." You know, because Adam, Sam- Adam Sandler is like a no- still kind of a nobody yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point. And he says, like, you know, my mom, my grandma, she always told me that I should go become an actor because I could be the next you. And James Caan said. Uh, you don't want that kid, and then walked away. <laughs> so uh, it is cool, and I think it says something about Sandler. You know, now he's getting a little more power. Oh, yeah. That he's like, I'm gonna do this buddy cop movie, and I want to work with like one of my favorite actors yeah. as the villain. Yeah, and I want to shoot him in the head at the end of the movie. <laughs> but I think that's neat. It is neat. It's context. Yeah, it's context. It's a shame that like he got the. This is the movie he worked with his idol on. That it's just kind of okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. It's just okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Three stars. Should we wrap up anything? I mean, good goofs. I like the peed goof. Oh yeah. Um, I, I like uh, the if he's a cop, I'll suck your dick goof because he plays on that later on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, apologize me, you did some shitty shit. I like that. Fitwatch. Oh, Fitwatch. Adam Sandler <laughs> fucking kills it. You Moise has spent like a good fifteen minutes of this movie trying to find the jacket. Dude, that's Sandler, a hard jacket. It's a pretty good jacket. It's like a you clay. Find it? No, I didn't. Oh, it's a. Bummer. It's like clay orange, brown corduroy collar work jacket. It's good. That's it. It's a good no, fit. That's it. Good fit. Um, MVP. I think we both agree. Should we announce that we're renaming the MVP? Oh yes, yes. Because uh, we talked. We also realized that like MVP. The way we use MVP, like MVP sounds like the most valuable player in the whole movie. Well, the way we say it is like it's like a most valuable supporting. Yeah, because we and it's like if we could, I'd give the MVP to Adam Sandler. Yeah, and sometimes like you know, it's like well, the MVP of like happy of uh, some movies is like Adam Sandler, yeah, exactly. but like you know, we don't want to get you know, so we're renaming the MVP. I could, I I think I remember. The MVP award is now known as the Shooter McGavin Award for Excellence in Supporting Acting. <laughs> yes. Named after... Um, but it is not only for acting. We can give it to anything. Real Okay. Do you th- I, I, like I think that. I like, so the, the, I the can, shoot, the there's shooter, some shitty movies that can be like the MVP's the soundtrack. The Shooter McGavin Award for Supporting Excellence. Yes. That's better. It just imagine it's a gold bust of a naked Shooter McGavin. <laughs> naked? Why does he gotta be naked? Because Oscar's naked. Oh, he is naked. And make Oscar's great again. Put some fucking clothes on. <laughs> Put some cargo pants on. Yeah, that. like what the fuck? MVP, yeah, and that, it's, I mean, it's named after the ultimate MVP of these movies, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, the best villain of all time. Uh, honestly, yeah. Fuck like, that. I really just looking down the road, I can't see anyone in these Sailor movies topping Shooter McGavin. Maybe Punch Drunk. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Oh, I know. Ooh. Maybe Punch Drunk. But I think Shooter McGavin it also represents everything the award's about. Yeah. So, but Sh- the, the Sh- problem is, we're announcing this. Is there anyone we sh- we can give it to in this movie? The Shooter McGavin Award for Supporting Excellence? It's not Damon. The only one I can give it to is Charles. I'm giving it to Charles. Charles? He was funny. Yeah, he was funny. He was and, funny. and he's like... I didn't look him up. I I don't know if he's like Good done bit. it. Yeah, I just for an. It's not like a known comedian. I don't yeah, think. I don't, you know? I don't know. Just like this actor, you know, he auditioned, he got casted, and he did a good job. We just go in. We yeah. don't do research. <laughs> uh, IMDb trivia is our co-host, and oh, it yeah. failed us for Bulletproof because really? Bulletproof doesn't really have like oh, anything. I'll find something. Yeah, from the, I mean, there's something like 26 people die in this movie. Which is, I think that's the highest body count of any Sandler movie. I'm not too sure. Oh, um, yeah. Something we also need to talk about. Mm-hmm. The fucking soundtrack. Oh, God, yeah. Like, the movie is supposedly scored by um, Elmer Bernstein, who did the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Which, there is a part where, like, they're going to the police station, and the music sounds like the like some of the Ghostbusters music. But like the others, it's so you want to talk. I mean, all we gotta say is, it plays, the same fucking song keeps playing. It's like the same loop. They have like three songs. They have like trendy hip hop instrumental. I fucking it's funny though. It is really funny. Like it's fitting. It's main menu. I need. We need to buy the DVD because I know that song plays. Oh, probably. I couldn't remember what the DVD menu was like. And then we got like. Matrix song where they're shooting. Yeah. It sounds like a Matrix. Before the Matrix, yeah, no. Yeah, it sounds like a Matrix techno. And then they have one more. It's like a rock. They have like a rock song, like a guitar is in there. Mm-hmm. 
the villain, he's, I mean, he's a, a villain, but he's not an Adam yeah, Sandler yeah. villain. I'm still including him on the villain ranking. We'll give him on the, uh, he's last. He, uh, I put him just above Dickie Diamond. Uh, I think. I like no, Dickie I put him Diamond. above Dickie Diamond, I think. Ooh, that's, no, I put him below Di- I put That's controversial. I put Dickie Diamond above this guy just because, like, the, you know, James Caan, as great of an actor as he is, he wasn't given a lot to work with, you know? And it, it didn't leave an impression on me. I'll go well, last though. I still hear Dickie Diamond in my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> um... I think we kind of talked about the psychology already. Like, yeah. you know, he's brand, he wants to try new things. Yeah, he's just, he's testing the waters. He and this is like, you know, like, he probably, you know. He probably came out of this like, oh, I'm not He a probably grew cop. up watching, like, like Lethal Weapon, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how, wait. Not grew up. Not grew up, but like, you know, like when he was in his teens or yeah, 20s. Yeah, he's probably he, going to the movies and enjoying it. Yeah, like seeing like these kind of movies, like, you know, like, I want to do that. Yeah, and then he did it, and it doesn't work. Like, fuck, if I was an actor and I had Happy Gilmore level of success, like, the first thing I'd want to do is like, I want to do a buddy cop movie. Def- oh, I would, I fucking, buddy, make we buddy need to cop bring, We need to bring again. back buddy cops. Make buddy cop great again. Make, make they, buddy cop movies great again, and also make Damon Wayans great again. What's he been? Exactly. He was in the Lethal Weapon TV show, yeah, no. which is strange. He he should have came out of this and been like, okay, I can't make any more buddy cops, but he went to go make Lethal Weapon. Like twenty years later, <laughs> speaking twenty years later, he had been... nightmares. Adam, he's <laughs> like, what? no, can't do it again. <laughs> they uh, they didn't. They they're making a Lethal Weapon five, which and I my pitch for it is, uh, you know, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Well, Danny Glover's probably definitely too old for this shit at this point. And, he, he's just going to be saying it throughout the movie. Yeah, and Mel Gibson shouldn't be allowed to work. And <laughs> so I think, because Damon Wayans has already played Murtaugh, uh-huh. they should do Lethal Weapon 5 with Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler as the Mel Gibson character. I think <laughs> we, should, just, we should end it right there. We sh- Yeah, let's just start to wrap it up. Um, that's a but they, good, did, they also that's made a Bulletproof 2 this year. Oh, it came out yeah. like It came out in January. It came out like a month ago. Why would they release a Buddy Cop in January? And it was straight to DVD, and it was to a movie that like very few people saw or remember. They didn't remember. even need to name it Bulletproof. And if you go to the comments, it's just people like, "Why do you, these people look nothing like Adam Sandler or Damon Wayans?" Cool. It's on Netflix. I I meant to watch it, but I watched the trailer for it, and I decided I couldn't do it. Why? Enough about Bulletproof too, and enough about Bulletproof. It's yeah. time to wrap up with some non-Sandler media recommendations. Ooh, you got one? Wow, uh, you can go first. Uh, mine is, uh, we've, we've had two weeks since we last recorded, so I've got a couple, um, mine, okay, actually mine is, I finally, I've been putting off watching it for so long, I finally watched The Social Network. Good flick. Fantastic movie. I'd say, I don't know if it's the best movie of the decade, but I think that's the movie of the decade in terms of like, it came out in 2011 and essentially predicted the next eight or nine years in terms of like... It's a movie about a dweeby white guy who gets his, you know, feels entitled yeah. and gets his heart broken, and he decides <laughs> to just destroy fucking human society. <laughs> That's and he does. Yeah, the Social Network feels like a horror movie. Watching it, especially knowing that Mark Zuckerberg has testified in front of like the you know Congress for st- selling people's information to Russia or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's terrifying, but it's a very good movie. Okay, my non-Sandler media recommendation is the cult TV show Nathan For You. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I don't Nate, need to say anything. Just yeah, watch it. I can, I can kind of sign this. Just it's watch really it. really incredible. Yes. 
method acting. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's so um the last episode of Nathan for you is like one of the best. I'm I'm getting there. One of the best. It's a it's a straight up movie. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. So show. good. It's such a good show. So easy oh, to watch. Fuck. I don't have an Adam Sandler fact. Exactly. No, I don't have an Adam Sandler fact to end with. I didn't look one. Should I make one up? Make one up. Okay. Uh, so that'll do it for us this week. Um, uh, oh, this is the first episode we've recorded after launching the podcast. So if you have listened, oh, yeah. yeah, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank, thank you. you for, you know, letting us know you enjoyed it. It makes us feel good. Give especially us rate, rate us. Right. Yeah. Rate us. If you enjoy the show, rate us. And if you don't enjoy it, uh, we're sorry about that, but keep it to yourself. Yes. And then and subscribe, even if you didn't. Oh, like well, yeah, it. subscribe too, and um, follow us at Enter Sandman Podcast. Uh, I put up. Yeah, that's uh, the Joker app thing is like a month ago at this yes. point. So, um, what else? Oh, intro and outro music is "Hold On, I'm Coming" by Sam and Dave. Haven't sued us yet. Please don't. Anything else? Uh, listen, Kellen has a very, very, very true Adam Sandler fact for us <laughs> this week. It's very that true. That I definitely didn't make up. Yeah. Uh, did you know, Moises, that Adam Sandler was the second gunman on the grassy knoll? I, I did know that. <laughs> we'll have to ask him about that when he comes to the yeah, show. It's crazy. I knew that one. Like, that's the only one I've known. Really? You knew that? Yeah. It's so weird, and he's like talked about it openly. It's so true. Yeah, it's on his wiki. <laughs> so you know it's true. That's where I got it from. I'm oh, yeah. So it has, it has to be it's true. It's like Adam Sandler was born in New Jersey, and then he also shot John F. Kennedy. All right, that's it. We're done. Yeah.